Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about um, a film that I only just recently saw, but um, I can honestly say from the moment that I watched it, uh, it became one of my favourite films. And uh, the film that I'm talking about is the 2018 American horror film, A Quiet Place, which was directed by John Krasinski. And written by Brian Woods and Scott Beck. Um, And in fact, uh, John Krasinski, after he came on to the project, uh, he took the original spec script uh, that um, Brian Woods and uh, Scott Beck had uh, put together. And um, he uh, he made it his own. And um, he uh, he, uh, also stars in the film as well. And... um, it's a fantastic film. It really is um, incredible, and the 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 concept of the film, uh, in which um, uh, in which the film is set in a post-apocalyptic um, world, uh, now inhabited by. Uh, blind, uh, monstrous uh, aliens who have this uh, acute sense of hearing is um, terrifying. And um, the fact that these monsters um, have this acute sense of hearing means that everybody who is still alive um, is incapable of making a sound. Because after they are, they make a sound, then this um, causes the monsters to be able to locate people and um, and kill them. And I've never seen a film like this. Um, I've seen some great films, but for me, the 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 concept um, really is captivating. And John Krasinski's acting uh, as well as the acting of his real life wife who plays his wife in the film Emily Blunt who plays the character of Evelyn Abbott um, and John Krasinski plays the the character of Lee Abbott Uh, they are fantastic and their uh, children uh, Regan Abbott um, who is uh, Lee and Evelyn's um, teenage uh, daughter uh, who is deaf, and the um, the actress who played um, Regan, uh, Millicent Simmons, uh, is deaf in real life, and um, uh, apparently um, the fact that Millicent uh, was was deaf was incredibly insightful and important uh, to John Krasinski in the way that he approached the film, and. Um, 
in fact, throughout the film, um, some most of the, the characters, Lee and Evelyn, and of course, Regan and um, their uh, brother, Marcus Abbott, uh, who's played by uh, Noah Dupe, uh, who's the, the, the second child um, and the eldest son of, of Lee. They all um, speak to each other through uh, American Sign Language. And um, and it was it's such it's so wonderful to see and the the fact that um, Lee Abbott and Evelyn um, have to go through so much struggle to stay alive themselves, but also keep their their children alive uh, is really really captivating. I have to say and. Um, from the first moment of the film, actually, um, the, the the film captures the imagination and captivates, um, and um, yeah, that that the the, the moment um, when we first meet the Abbott family and they are um, scavenging scavenging supplies in a uh, deserted town, walking barefoot while outdoors so that they don't uh, cause any sound that could attract uh, these um, monsters um, and as I said communicating with each other via uh, American sign language um, while they're in this store uh, uh, the Abbott's uh, four-year-old um, child uh, Bo um, uh, who's played in the film by Cade Woodward um, who seems to be a very inquisitive, um, imaginative child. Uh, um, while he's in this uh, store, he becomes drawn to this battery-powered space shuttle toy. Um, but uh, before he can uh, activate it, uh, his father, Lee... Um, takes it away from him um, because he realises that if this toy was to make any kind of a sound then it would instantly attract these um, these high, these acutely sensitive sound, sound sensitive uh, monsters so he tries to he, he puts it back on the shelf and says that they can't take it because it makes too much noise um, and um, Regan um, Lee and Evelyn's uh, daughter. Uh, um, she puts it uh, back on the um, back on the shelf, uh, but um, Bo um, takes the toy and the um, and the batteries for the toy, and he hides it under his jacket. And then the Abbott family um, uh, return, make their return trip back to their back to their home. Uh, however, while they are crossing a bridge back to their their house, uh, Bo um, activates the toy, and from the moment that Lee, uh, played by John Krasinski, hears the mute the the sound of this toy. He immediately looks horrified because he knows what's going to happen next, and he immediately rushes back to to, to Bo 
and he tries to save him but unfortunately uh, one of the nearby creatures is alerted and they run towards Bo and they kill him and they take him from the from the family and this causes a great deal of um, of scarred tissue you could say because uh, the family are devastated by the loss of their um, by the loss of their son their brother um, and then um, one year later uh, we find out um, that uh, Evelyn um, is now pregnant with another child um, and also uh, Lee um, has been um, fruitlessly trying to make contact with the outside world as well as um, as trying to develop a um, a new uh, cochlear uh, implant for uh, Regan uh, with uh, some scavenged um, miniature amplifiers um, hoping to restore her hearing but the the device unfortunately is uh, ineffective um, but um, yeah Evelyn she's in the final stages of pregnancy now and um, it uh, it's not long before she'll be giving birth and of course that is a source of um, worry and trepidation for her and for for everybody concerned because um, of course everyone who knows uh, about childbirth even the smallest amount about childbirth is that when uh, a mother gives birth then um, it's not an easy process and in the world that um, the abbots live there are no doctors uh, there's no chance of having any painkillers so when the pregnancy does eventually happen it's going to have to be a natural birth as well uh, and there will be noise but um, Lee and Evelyn have planned for this um, um, they're, they're hoping that uh, when um, Evelyn does give birth she'll be able to uh, be able to be hidden away and the, the sounds that she will um, make will not uh, attract the creatures um, uh, but there is a, as I said, there's a great deal of um, scar tissue, you could say, a lot of stress. And uh, Regan um, is feeling very guilty over her brother's um, death. And this has caused uh, a rift between her and her father, Lee. Um, even though Lee has been working to try and restore uh, Regan's hearing um with this uh, cochlear implant but um it doesn't work and even regan has no faith in it um and um regan um she uh runs away from home and goes to uh the memorial on the beat on the bridge where Bo, her brother was killed uh, a year previously um, but she doesn't tell her mother and father that she's leaving. Um, and Lee takes uh, Marcus to a river 
where there's a large waterfall uh, to teach him to fish because um, he, as he explains through sign language that if anything happens to him then um, Marcus will be needed to help their mother uh, Evelyn um, um, especially after she, she gives birth um, but initially Regan is um, disappointed by this because she says that she would like to go to the river and uh, but um, Lee just says next time this time it's it's Marcus and uh, I think this is the reason why she she runs away while she goes to the to the bridge um, and uh, fortunately um, something that Lee explains to Marcus is that while they are close to the the waterfall they are able to speak uh normally yeah in english um because the creatures cannot discern between what is a natural sound the sound of the waterfall and the sound of people talking and if you're in close proximity to a river or um a waterfall uh, then you can speak normally because they, as I said, they can't discern between the two. Um, and Marcus uh, speaks to Lee, his father, and he says that Regan blames herself for Bo's death and that she needs Lee to tell her that um, he still loves her and that it wasn't her fault. Um, however, um, while, um, while Lee and Marcus are at the river and Regan is on the, the bridge, this leaves, uh, Evelyn in the, the house on her own and, uh, she, um, is taking some, um, some clothing up the stairs from their, their basement uh, which has some um, close circuit uh, televisions which uh, Lee uses to monitor um, different parts of the the farm where they live um, for any uh, any sign of the the creatures and there are um, there are cameras all around the uh, all around the farm and there are also um, lights that um, that run all across that the farm um, that at night uh, are clear uh, light, uh, but they have all they have also been uh, adapted to um, the situation. Um, exact for an example, uh, in case Evelyn um, goes into labour, then the the lights can be changed from from white light to red light, and that will. Uh, tell Lee that he has to rush back to the house because uh, Evelyn needs him. Uh, but while uh, Evelyn was taking the washing wash basket up the stairs from the basement, um, she uh, uh, brought up a nail that was in one of the steps. And um, when she goes back down to the basement, um, um, she uh, accidentally steps on an exposed nail with her bare foot 
and um, she drops a glass uh, picture frame and this uh, even this small sudden sound is enough to alert one of the creatures and th their farm the abbot's farm is absolutely crawling with creatures but they, you can't see them they own they most of the time they stay hidden um, but um, when they hear any kind of a sound they rush towards it immediately um, and Evelyn is, is hurt but she she is able to stop herself from screaming out in pain uh, but she's able to uh, go to the switch and change the colour of the exterior house lights from uh, white to red uh, as a single as a signal to to Lee uh, and to the children um, of uh, that she's in um, she's in need um, and at this point um, she is beginning to have contractions and she's as I said she she tries. To stay silent as long as she can, um, and uh, she tries to make her way to the the bathroom on the top level of the of the house, but a creature or creatures are already in the house, and they are looking for the source of the the sound. Um, and Evelyn struggles to to stay silent, and honestly, Emily Blunt. She is absolutely phenomenal, and John Krasinski um, is also incredible. In fact, the the entire cast are incredible. But Emily Blunt, the way that she plays uh, the mother uh, Evelyn, uh, while pregnant, is just amazing to to watch. And um, she eventually finds herself um, in the bathroom, um, uh, trying to stay as as quiet as she can. Um, but while on their way back to the farm, uh, Lee and Marcus immediately see that the lights have changed and that they are now red. And this, this alerts Lee straight away that, um, that one of the creatures is in the house and that there is a, there is a need for Lee to get back and there is an emergency situation. Um, so... Um, as a way to uh, create a diversion to lure the creatures away, Marcus asks uh, Lee asks Marcus, uh, his son, to go to um, a a place where some fireworks have been left, and to set them off so that this will cause the creatures to rush towards the sound of the fireworks. And um, while these fireworks are going off, uh, this is when Evelyn um, is finally able to scream in pain, um, uh, knowing that the the creatures would 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 able be unable to discern between her scream and the sound of the exploding fireworks, and she screams because she's in pain and because she's giving birth to um, her their son, their newborn son. Uh, but Lee, he find makes his way back into the back into the the house, the farmhouse. Uh, he makes his way to the bathroom, and that's when he discovers uh, Evelyn and their newborn son. 
and um, soon after um, Lee assists Evelyn uh, with their son uh, down to um, the basement which they have soundproofed as best as they can um, uh, and within the basement um, where the soundproof basement where they could they can speak uh, openly um, but uh, Evelyn who has just given birth um, just as showing how great a mother she is um, the first thing she asks is what about the other children what about uh, Marcus what about Regan um, and while she stays hidden in the basement the soundproof basement Lee rushes out to try and locate um, his uh, children um, and um, Evelyn uh, eventually falls asleep in the basement but um, awakens um, and when she awakens she discovers that uh, the basement where she is with their newborn child is now flooded uh, uh, as a result of a broken water pipe and she also knows that one of the creatures is in there um, with her with her their newborn son um, and she attempts to, to try not make any sound um, she tries to make her way to one side of um, a waterfall of um, this water that's coming from this broken water pipe uh, to try and um, try and hide from the creature uh, which uh, she's successful but the creature is very close and if it was to hear even the smallest of sounds then it would it could uh, kill Evelyn and their newborn son uh, in minutes in well in seconds um, but they they see in sound that's how they uh, they navigate these uh, creatures um, uh, however Regan and Marcus um, the first thing that they uh, decide to do is to take refuge um, atop uh, the grain silo of uh, the abbot's farm um, and they attempt to light a fire uh, above the silo just as their father uh, had done on multiple occasions to um, to show to others uh, in the surrounding area who also do the same that they are still uh, alive uh, but um, yeah, Marcus tries to light a fire, a uh, signal to basically indicate to their father that uh, they are alive. Um, however, they run out of lighter fluid, uh, the fire dies um, before Lee can see it, and then a hatch below them suddenly opens, and this causes Marcus to fall inside the grain silo. Um, and seeing that um, Marcus has fallen into the silo, Regan uh, doesn't hesitate to jump in to try and save uh, her son, her brother. Uh, sorry, um, and she can't hear a thing. There's a, there's a, a there's a, a scene when she's in the cornfield, when she's rushing through the cornfield to try and find um, her father and her her brother. 
and she's looking down at where this light is being shined um and um there's a creature right behind her but she can't hear them whereas the the creature hears everything um and it's a, it's a great juxtaposition you know the the, the um she can regan can't hear anything um but she is very intelligent very intelligent um and in fact she's the one of the heroes of the entire film in fact all of the characters are heroes in their own right the children as well as the adults uh but yeah so she jumps into the grain silo uh, to try and save uh, marcus um but uh one of the creatures hears the the falling um door um um of the silo and it jumps into the silo um and tries to uh, attack uh evelyn um but um regan uh who jumped in after marcus uh and they they uh sink in the corn uh nearly suffocate um if uh her brother didn't uh, marcus didn't save her uh regan had um had taken the um the uh newly um improved uh cochlear implant that her father had been working on in the basement uh, that he had gave, given to her but which uh, seemed to not work it didn't uh, restore her hearing um, however um, Regan had um, fitted it to her um, to her head and it had remained there and when she activated it immediately creates a reaction in the, the creature this, this alien creature and when the creature is in close proximity, it emits high frequency. The cochlear implant emits a high frequency sound that causes the creature pain and causes it um, to run away. Um, and as soon as the, the creature breaks out of the silo, uh, the children also um, uh, escape through the now ripped hole in the silo and um very soon they find their father um however the the creature that was attempting to attack regan and marcus returns um and um lee um tells uh marcus and regan to get into a nearby vehicle um but uh unfortunately um one of the creatures is on the roof of one of the, the, the buildings and it jumps down and um, attacks Lee, uh, severely wounding him. Um, um, and Marcus is, shouts because he um, shouts for his father. He, you know, he just, uh, the, the, the shock of seeing his father attacked as anyone would do is enough to make him just burst with uh sound um and of course this uh attracts the the creature uh the creature runs 
over to where uh, Marcus and Regan are in this um, this pickup truck. Um, um, however, Mar uh, Lee, uh, even though he's he's wounded, uh, he isn't dead, and um, he uh, he stands up uh, and he looks at Regan. Uh, who is hiding and looking out the window at Lee, at her father, and then Lee signs to Regan that he loves her and he always has, uh, before finally yelling as loud as he can uh, to draw the creature away from his children uh, towards him. Uh, and unfortunately the creature rushes over to Lee and kills him um, immediately. Um, however, Regan and Marcus are able to roll the pickup truck that they're in down uh, a hill to escape the creature. Um, and this eventually brings them close to their home where they, um, they soon reunite with Evelyn, their, their mother, and um, the baby at the farmhouse. And um, then the, the four of them retreat to the, the basement um, however uh, the, the creature is drawn back to the house and it comes down the steps um, into the basement um, and tries to locate the, the children and Evelyn and um, by trying to listen for them because the creature design uh, when you look at them from especially from the, in profile from the side they look like this huge um, ear, basically. They are highly... And this, this shows how they are acute um, sensitivity to, to sound. But Because they're basically just this huge ear. They can probably hear the, the smallest of pin drops. Um, however, uh, Regan um, has begun to realize that the sound made by the cochlear implant um, that her father had developed um, causes the, the creature's distress uh, and pain and once again she switches the device back on and this um, causes the, the creature to, to react physically um, and run away um, and then she realizes that if she could amplify um, the sound, um, then it would um, be even more impactful. So she goes over to uh, a nearby microphone um, that belonged to her father, and she amplifies the, the feedback from her cochlear implant. Um, and this causes uh, painful disorientation uh, to the creature, and the, the creature as a result, uh, exposes the flesh beneath the its head, which um, has these broken parts uh, that look like armor uh, in the design. Um, and um, when the the armor all fits together, uh, it uh, makes um, it the creature impenetrable to attack. However, when the uh, the the armoured parts um, become um, separated and the um, the flesh beneath is exposed. Um, this is a, 
um, a weak spot and this is what uh, allows Evelyn to uh, shoot at the, the creature with a shotgun and fatally uh, kills it um, and, and kill, kills the creature who had been stalking their home and, and the family um, then um, Evelyn and Regan and Marcus look at the CCD, CCTV monitors uh, which show that there are two other creatures um, that were attracted by the noise of the shotgun blast and that they, the creatures are now approaching the, the house. Um, however, with their newly acquired knowledge that the, the creatures have a weakness to the uh, cochlear implant and the, the signal um, and of the because of the because of the advancement that Lee had been responsible for in um, in Regan's cochlear implant, this leads uh, Evelyn to realise that she can use this uh, to their advantage. And this is when we see Evelyn uh, reload her shotgun, um, uh, seemingly anticipating the the arrival of the creatures and knowing that when they do come to attack the family that they will be ready and that this time they will be able to fight back against the creatures and um, yeah as I said it's oh, what an incredible film I didn't think that I would love the film as much and there are so many because of the lack of um, of um, dialogue. I, mean, I think there was only a couple of minutes, three minutes, probably if that, of dialogue in the the entire um, film. But the um, the absence of of dialogue within the ninety minutes of the film, uh, and just to, just hearing these these very subtle sounds. Uh, apart from the, the, the screeching of the of the, the alien creature, is really um, really amazing. You, you find yourself being drawn into the film even more, being uh, even more attentive to what you're seeing rather than what you're hearing, because you don't really hear a lot, and because there is um, American Sign Language being um, um, spoken between the majority of the characters, you have you um, have to read the the subtitles to know what is being said. Uh, but even then, even if you didn't, you could you can see it written on the faces of all of the characters, especially Lee Abbott, played by John Krasinski, and Evelyn Abbott, played by Emily Blunt. Uh, you can see that the that these this real couple in real life as well as in in the film they emote so much in their faces and they they obviously emote their care and their love for these their children um and apparently um there were um other um actresses that were being um thought about for the 
the the character of uh, Evelyn. Uh, however, after Emily Blunt um, read the 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 script uh, for the the pl for the the film on a, a plane flight uh, with her husband, she immediately turned to her husband and said that she needed to do it because the the role was so so good and the story is so good, um, which it is. It's fantastic and i think one of its um one of its strengths as a film is that it doesn't talk down to the the um the audience it doesn't spoon feed information to the audience we don't realize we don't know who the creatures are we're not told where they came from all that we're told is that humanity is now living in a world in which they are being hunted by these um, high, these sound-sensitive, monstrous creatures uh, who can kill at a moment's notice, and um, and that is the that is the reality of the world. Uh, we don't know how it happened, when it happened, um, but. We, we, we just find ourselves compelled immediately and we don't need to it's one of those films when you where you don't need to know what preceded the film or what happens after you can enjoy the experience you, you know from the outset that this is a very horrific um, situation that the characters and humanity find themselves in and um, I'm so looking forward to seeing the the second part, uh, A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, which just recently came out um, at the cinema. Um, and it um, will once again uh, follow the Abbott family as they attempt to survive the, the post-apocalyptic world um, with these uh, blind, uh, acutely... Uh, sound sensitive um, alien creatures um, but um, yeah unfortunately because of the, the death of Lee in A Quiet Place uh, John Krasinski wouldn't, won't, will not be able to return was not able to return to acting because he was killed by the creature um, after sacrificing himself but um, he returns to write produce and direct uh, A Quiet Place Part 2 Um and um, I look forward to to watching that. Um, in fact, after seeing A Quiet Place yesterday, uh, I can't believe that it took me so long to watch it, but uh, like with most films and most things, I'm uh, a little late to the party, but um, I can honestly say that uh, A Quiet Place is an incredible film, and I'm sure that A Quiet Place Part 2 is going to be just as good. And it'll be great to see if they continue the film series. Um, perhaps um, at some point show a uh, make a prequel. I think uh, I read somewhere that there were plans to make a third instalment, um, and that uh, potentially it could be a, a prequel, not featuring John Krasinski nor Emily Blunt's characters, uh, but which. Um, may lead serve as a, a lead up to the um to the film um 
or they could at least write a uh, um, a spin-off. Um, but it would be it would be wonderful to see how this post-apocalyptic world came to be, where these creatures came from, and to potentially um, give some kind of um, some um, information, um, some backstory about the creatures and and where they came from. Um, but uh, um, they're terrifying, I can honestly say. Um, and yeah, it's weird. Uh, I remember when I was watching the film, and you you do become acutely um, sensitive to noises. And even after watching the film, you you think you you, you become a little reticent to to make any kind of noise, which is uh, fascinating. But yeah, so um, I'm here to say that if you haven't seen the first Quiet Place film, then I would definitely recommend that you watch it at your earliest convenience. Um, it, it's described as a horror film, but I think it's more of a, a thriller. Um, and it's really, really wonderful, really well conceived. Uh, and there are so many jumps in it. Mostly because, as I said, the lack of sound. Um, so that when someone does something or there is a, a sudden uh, um, action, then it is magnified um, greatly um, because um, you don't. Uh, there is no lead up to the to it. But yeah, so um, yeah, watch it. Definitely, um, definitely a film that I'll be watching over and over again. Because the, as I say, the, the story, the characters, the family, the Abbott family, are just so well executed, so deep, um, and I can't wait to follow their story um, in the next part of uh, of the the film series. Uh, but yeah, so I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you like what you heard. And I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find... Uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years um, you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published um, they're all books of poetry um, uh, books of stories uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences um, and there'll be more to come and uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet and uh, your, uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um, but uh, as I was saying I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um, And I'll talk to you again soon.